The Stage Door Show. Celebrating the independent artist. With your host, Dave Hondell. Hi everyone, welcome to The Stage Door Show tonight. This is Dave Hondell. Tonight, our guest is a multi-talented actress and producer who's been seen in Counterplay on the Nine Network in Australia, as well as on Amazon Prime. She was also host on AfterBuzz TV here in the States. Uh, she's also completed three films since 2020 and has been named one of Australia's ones to watch. And we're so happy to have her, uh, this talented artist, with us tonight. So welcome to the show, Michaela Phillips. Uh, thanks for being with us, Michaela. Hey, Dave. Thank you so much for having me. That was a beautiful introduction. Thank you. <laughs> uh, well, we we really appreciate you taking the time tonight. And, uh, you know, just looking at your work, you know, I know you do a lot of projects with your writer-director mom, uh, Chris Phillips. And, uh, you know, <laughs> it's it's got to be a treat to kind of be able to work with your mom. Uh, so talk about that um, you know, that, that relationship that you guys have, because, you know, it's, you know, you see it in, in Hollywood sometimes where, where, you know, uh, parents and, and children will work together, but uh, it seems like you guys are just like kind of rolling on all cylinders here. Oh, thank you. Yeah. We definitely are forging and trailblazing a path for sure. Not only as a mother and daughter, which is quite unique, but as, um, as women, you know, in the industry as females. So, you know, what can I say? It's definitely a great working dynamic. We've been doing so for a while now. So we have that rhythm, you know, down and uh, it's, we're, we're close, you know, not just work-wise. So I think that really helps and plays a big role in, in, you know, knowing who's going to pick up the slack where and whose strengths and weaknesses are where. Um, and that's what makes us such a formidable little duo. Yeah. You know, how, do, how do you work around some of the, you know, you know, obviously it's a creative art, uh, so how do you work around any kind of uh, maybe disagreements or things that, that you come upon uh, with a project? And, you know, how do you work around that? Do you just kind of put that at the door when you when you go into a project and, you know, just talk talk it through or how do you how do you do that? <laughs> That's a great question. It's funny. A lot of people always say, I don't know how you could like work with your mom or work with a parent. I wouldn't be able to do it. And, you know, that's not to say we definitely do sometimes have some creative disagreements. And when I say disagreements, it's more so probably our visions go in a different direction more than anything, you know, um, whether that may be who may be the best fit for a role or whether that's the direction a storyline should go. But we generally just talk it out. I always will definitely try and make such a play for what I want and definitely try and like sell you know, my opinion as hard as possible. But, you know, we have to put the the production or whatever that we're working on ahead of that um, and in front of that. So that's really what takes the priority. And it's just a lot of discussion, a lot of laugh, and maybe a little more bickering on my side than hers, but <laughs> that's pretty much what it comes down to. And, and, you know, sometimes you do have an outside influence if you're working with other individuals who can give you a bit of a third party uh, opinion, which also helps, you know, because you're looking at it with different fresh eyes and a perspective. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, talking about, you know, being two women in the industry and, and at the levels that you are, you know, production, executive producers, writers, directors, you know, we talk about this on our show quite often because, you know, I feel obviously there's still a long way to go uh, to have, you know, women in, in these roles um, in our industry. And you, like I said, you guys yeah. are really forging a path here. So, uh, you know, what is your thoughts on that? Do you think that, um, you know, that, that we're, we're getting better at having a women in these roles or do you think that uh we're still too far behind in that you know that's that's an 
That's a tough one to answer because definitely there has been a lot of progress made for sure. You know, we've definitely seen more female representation come up in the last several years that wasn't there. Um, but there's definitely still a long way that that can go and still a long way to see that prosper. It's it's also funny because being a younger female in the industry, I'm, I definitely have a lot of people who are always receptive to me, which I am fortunate for and I definitely respect and and admire that when people give me that time Um, because you know people don't have to as you can imagine in this industry but it's what's interesting is to see that sometimes uh chris like mom won't necessarily get that from some individuals and i don't know if that's um just because obviously different men a different age group have maybe a different mindset um but you know it's constantly still it is still evident that there is some sexism sometimes and that you do have to definitely push a lot harder as a female where there are some opportunities potentially that, you know, kind of fall through the cracks a bit more. So more representation and more opportunities for women I would love to see and we definitely advocate for that as well within our productions. You know, talk about, I know you split your time between LA Mm -hmm. and and Australia and talk about the difference between uh, production or producing something there versus in the States here. Um, do you find a difference in in that, um, you know, working here versus there? I mean, because I know you've seen it both a lot. So do you see a difference? Um, there is a bit of a difference for sure. I mean, there's a reason why a lot of us Aussies definitely leave, <laughs> um, to put it quite, you know, quite nicely. Mm-hmm. But there definitely is a difference. Um, I do, you know, primarily am here in Los Angeles. This is home. This is where I live. But you know, going back, say, during 2020, obviously it was the pandemic. There was no work and it shut down here. So Australia at that point was thriving, which did give the opportunity to go back and work on, you know, several films over the course of nearly one and a half years, which is very busy, as you can imagine. So in terms of production, there's definitely a lot that Australia has to offer and there's a lot that you can do out there, absolutely. But I would say that I think production is a little more evolved, a little more faster pace, and probably a little more... Um, giving in the sense that people are more receptive and open, I think, here as well. You know, also, you know, you talk about those three films that you did in a short amount of time, because in a year and a half, that's like one film normally. And, and you know, if you think yeah. about like an epic film, but uh, but a year and a half doing three projects like that, uh, you know, not only just, you know, acting, but producing, uh, which I don't think people realize or can appreciate what producers do. Um, Thank you. <laughs> but, but especially at a young age, too. I mean, producing is not an easy thing to do. I mean, you're really seeing the project be, from the conception to uh, distribution. And uh, so, you know, talk about that. Talk about, uh, you know, your multi roles in, in those films and and uh, what, you know, our audiences can um, can expect from those those films that you did. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you said it really nicely that it is such a big role and it is a big responsibility where you are taking something from inception to complete completion. Um, so there were three different things. One of them was actually a film that was supposed to be shot here in the US and obviously at that time it couldn't be done. So production moved to Australia. We did have American cast, American actors, as well as obviously provide opportunities to the Australian industry. That title in that film is called Madison and the Happiness Jar. It's a feel-good teen summer flick. That's how I like to at least um, describe it. And it's if you've seen anything along the lines of Netflix, like The Kissing Booth, it's that type of young adult demographic right. audience that anyone can really watch and enjoy at any age as well. But uh, it was beautiful to have the scenery of Australia that really made the film and made that background, that scenicness that you want to come across in such a heartfelt heartfelt movie you know where the storyline is feel good 
you know? So that was something that I didn't have a huge acting role. I wanted to take a back seat on that one. As much as you will see me in the film, it's, uh, <laughs> it was yeah. definitely more producer, produced a strong film for me to focus on. Yeah. I mean, you know, films like that are always, I think we need that now more than ever, you know, the feel good movies, especially after COVID and, you know, and, and the fact that that's you right. brought the production to Australia, I think that's, that says a lot. You don't want to shut it down and you gave all these that's people right. the opportunity to still be in this movie. And and so what an amazing you know opportunity it was for them, I'm sure. Um, but as a producer, how, how do you navigate getting together the casting and then also like location? Cause I think those both, both of those have a really important role in every film. Uh, so talk about your process of how, how you find, you know, the casting director and how do you find the location scout for your films like that? So on Madison, you know, we were working within restrictions at that time. Um, obviously, a lot of different things coming into play that you had to, you know, go through those protocols. So we didn't have, on, honestly, a very extensive cast and crew, and we didn't have necessarily, you know, that huge big budget that you would have potentially regularly. So um, a lot of the casting, honestly, was I was in the room for at that time. So it was actually very hands-on taking that on as well as other producer responsibilities. And a lot of time you know when we're casting it's it's not necessarily oh we have an idea and vision for the character and we will stick to that you know for some things you definitely have to but when you have the option to be able to be open with your casting you know that's when you're looking at anyone who can fit the role any diversity any ethnicity and not basing it just on you know kind of cookie cutter of well it was written this way it has to be this way you know we always love to look open and be very open with those casting choices that's very well said. I think, you know, because a lot of times, you know, especially nowadays, I think it's great to see some people that are in roles that traditionally weren't in the roles, you know, maybe years ago, mm-hmm. how it was cast. So I, I, I appreciate that as somebody who appreciates the industry and uh, what you're doing to kind of help change that that kind of narrative uh, when we get to, you know, certain casting, you know, uh, decisions. So um, the other thing I wanted to ask you is, you know, um, being a young, you know, producer and actress, you know, how do you, what would you say to somebody else that's in your, maybe in your shoes or maybe wants to get into the industry and uh, maybe just got out of school and, you know, looking for work mm-hmm. and, you know, what, what kind of advice can you give that young person uh, that's just getting started? Yeah. You know, I, something I always love to say and that I definitely still stick by would be just kind of get out there and, and, and make your opportunities. You know, I think a lot of people, you know, tend to think that something will come, you know, knocking at your door. And with this industry, it moves so quickly and that's just not the case. So my best advice would be go out there and create your own content. You're in control of that content. And whether that's, you know, comedy sketches or whether that's drama or thriller, horror, whatever it is that you're passionate about and what your niche is and what you want to eventually work in or create genre-wise, there's so much at our disposable that we can use. You know, we have state-of-the-art phones these days that shoot 4K and, you know, majority of people have. Um, partner up with a cinematographer who's maybe looking for, you know, some more footage for their reel or something to kind of give them that break as well. So, you know, it's an industry where who you know definitely comes into play and if you can create and collaborate as a team, then that's going to be, you know, the best ultimate outcome for everyone. And I think that's the best thing and the best advice I would have is go out there, create what you can, submit it to festivals, whatever it is that you want to do and just take the, take the reins, you know, and take control. 
Um, when did you get interested in this? I mean, I know your mom's a writer and, and everything, but <laughs> and a director, but when did you get interested in actually doing like TV and films? I know you started out doing theater. I, I understand. Yes. So talk about that transition, I guess, and when you really started to get your love for TV and film. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I've always loved it, if I'm going to be completely honest. It's always been a passion. It's never been something like forced, um, just from little, you know, always performing and, and oh, like you said, theatre. So that's where I started. And theatre is such a different vibe, but it's a very community-type feeling when you're creating. And I love that. That's one of the best things I love is when you're on a set or when you have like your, you know, cast and crew that become your family working with them is that camaraderie. Um, so it's always been something I've loved, but it probably definitely didn't become more of a career path or career turn um, until later on in life, after, around those teen years, I would say, is where it kind of took that turn. Talk about when you're at the end of a project, let's say you're at the, like a movie and you're looking for distribution and so forth. I mean, you know, I'm, this is one thing, again, that we talk a lot about, at this, uh, but networking and and, uh, you know, building partnerships um, with different people out there. And some of those people would be distributors, I would imagine. Uh, so talk about the importance of, I guess, building those partnerships with some distributors. Because right now, you know, we have the ability now to to distribute on so many more platforms than, than they had the ability to even 20 Correct. years ago. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, you know, <laughs> it's, 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 it's more... Um, there's more competition, but at the same time, there's more of an ability, I guess, to, to put things on streaming platforms to talk about that. And then does that partnership, you know, from the past projects kind of feed into future projects? Yeah, it definitely does. It's, it's important that you maintain those relationships. And like you said, it's definitely given more flexibility and more opportunity, but more competition. So that's very important when it comes to that time where you're, you know, looking at distribution. I mean, you, you really are looking at distribution from the get-go, to be completely honest. Yes, it comes into play once the production is finalized and cut and the editing and the post-production is all done and, you know, signs still delivered. But you're definitely looking at your, you know, distribution, I think, earlier on. At least I think you should be a lot of the time to say, okay, well, this is the genre. This is we have X, Y, and Z actors. Where will this be going? And we need to lock that in. There's, you know, a few different ways you can look at it too, depending on what type of content, you know, you're producing or creating, whether it's TV or film. TV obviously being episodic, you have your network, then you have your streaming. And then for film, um, very similar again, you have then your streaming platforms or you have your independent kind of dist distribution distributors. So it's definitely something you should work out, I think, in the beginning and kind of have an idea of where you want to focus and and if those contexts still come into play. And if not, you got to get out there, you know, yeah. <laughs> and, and sell that film. Yeah, for sure. I mean, that's, I think that's one of the most difficult parts of it is, is, you know, pitching your film and, and selling it to the right person. Um, you know, you, you did after buzz TV, you did a lot of interviews and yes. hosting. And um, I wanted to ask you what your favorite, who your favorite person was that you interviewed. Oh gosh. Um, you know, I would probably have to say it would be a tie between Jessica Lowndes from Naya 210 and now she's gone on to do amazing things. She's sure. like producing, creating all her own content now for Hallmark. I think she has a deal with them. She was just so sweet and so it was like talking to a girlfriend. It was didn't feel like work, even though work was being <laughs> yeah. done. And that's that's what you want. You know, at the end of the day, you want to make someone feel comfortable hearing and who you're talking to. And uh Nick Bateman. Oh, okay. 
definitely. Yeah, he's a great guy. Um, when I met him, like he wasn't, you know, even a family guy. And now he's like a dad. So it's funny to see where everyone's kind of gone in that trajectory over the last several years. And, uh, you know, we still talk even on Instagram. We have like good conversation and I still want to cast him in something. So that's going to be the next thing, hopefully to get him on the next project. Yeah, definitely. Well, that actually goes to, you know, partnerships, uh, you know, and, <laughs> yes. and actually building those. So, so what is next for you? I mean, I, I know you've done so many things in the last few years, but I mean, what, what is next for Michaela Phillips? Yeah, it's been a definitely a busy time. And currently on the slate is a production that I just finished filming at the tail end of last year called The Secret That Binds Us. It's like a new TV drama thriller. It has that uh, homage to the kind of old school film of like the 80s outsiders with that dark and grittiness um, and then also like that modern kind of uh, Pretty Little Liars twist of what we're used to seeing on like a Riverdale. So that commercial, you know, new commercial ability that people love to watch. So it's actually very unique. There's nothing like it right now. So I'm very excited to see and be able to announce later in the year where that will be going, where that will be streaming. So that's been keeping me very busy, Dave. Yeah. And then – um, on the other end, I've been doing a lot of production uh, work, uh, pre-production work for a new film fantasy trilogy series. So that's been what's been going on. <laughs> now, your mom wrote that, correct? Yeah, Magic Wars. Yes. So yeah. she she wrote it. And currently we're uh, in the process of having that adapted for screen with a few other producers and a great team. For our listeners, uh, you know, uh, your mom, Chris, is a, uh, is a best-selling writer. Uh, so I think that's, like I said, that goes a long way. So I think there's a lot of material there that you guys can work on as a team. And like I said, just kudos to both of you for the work that you do. Um, it's uh, just amazing work. And just like I said, at your age to, to be doing what you're doing is just, it's really, uh, you know, basically unheard of. And it's just, you know, so it's really great that you're doing this and, you know, once to watch, you're one of the ones to watch in Australia, but I mean, I, it's here too. I mean, <laughs> you know, yeah. it's the kind of stuff that you're doing. It's just really incredible work. Um, you know, one thing oh, I, I appreciate want to ask that. you, Thank you, of course, of course, you know, one thing I want to ask you is first of all, what drives you? What What's the one thing that drives you? You know, I just, I think I just, I have that innate drive and instinct already in me. I'm not sure if it's because of certain factors, you know, growing up that obviously play a part, but, you know, for the most part, you know, mom had to do it on her own. I think I always saw, you know, such a strong uh, role model, such a strong parent. And I was around her all the time, you know, working and seeing her actually on her feet and doing these different job roles, um, which kind of instilled that work ethic in me as well. So I would have to say, I have to pay homage to mom for the most part. That's definitely something that was instilled in me. But coming back to me, you know, the individual always has a has the choice and has the free will. And it's definitely, I'm self-motivated. I definitely have those goals and, you know, I want to achieve those goals. So that's what really drives me as well. Yeah. Well, you're definitely well on your way and thank uh, you. you know, whatever we can do to help promote your work, you know, we're, we're right there for you. And, Aww. um, you know, one, one thing I like to end with, uh, on all my shows is, uh, you know, what do you want your legacy to be? What do you want people to think about when they think of Michaela Phillips? Oh, wow. That's a really good question. You know, honestly, I think so one of the most important things is definitely to be to be happy. Um, and I think I just want to be able to spread that positivity and that happiness with people wherever I go, whether that is through work or whether that is through personal relationships. You know, at the end of the day, there's always so much going on. Everyone has their you know lows and highs and their stresses. And 
if you can make someone's day, whether it's through, you know, potentially a work-related way of casting or giving them a break or whether it's just because you're just a really good friend and there for someone to talk to, I think that's definitely something I want people to be able to take away is that they kind of don't have a bad thing to say and just so like, you know what, she was really great at this and really great in my life for this. And I think that honestly says a lot about someone. Absolutely. Well, that's great and well said. Uh, you know, Michaela, where can people find your work? And I know a lot of it's on streaming platforms right now, but, uh, you know, we want to make sure we, we drive people to to go watch your work. So where could they find it? You guys can find Madison the Happiness Jar streaming on Amazon Prime. You can find me on Instagram at Michaela Phillips and on Twitter at Mickey, M-I-K-I underscore Phillips. And you can find everything else on my social links and go from there. All right. Great. Well, Michaela, I appreciate your time tonight. And thank you so much for being on the stage door show. And like I said, the sky's the limit for you. And uh, we can't wait to see what's next. And everybody go check her out on Amazon Prime and all the streaming platforms. Uh, Just an amazing actress, producer. And like I said, just a great career ahead of you. So thanks again, Michaela, for being on the show. Oh, thank you so much, Dave, for having me. Much love to the stage door. And it was an absolute blast.